0: i do click there that's it now i think i'm on the last one am i on the sermon on the mount the last of the series and today's is building on a solid foundation or genuine commitment so first off if you've got your bible or your phone or your whatever or read the thing let's turn to matthew 7:21 to 27 And it says, not all people who sound religious are really godly. They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of heaven. The decisive issue is whether they obey my Father in heaven. On judgment day, many will tell me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Go away, the things you did were unauthorised. Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house it won't collapse because it is built on rock. But anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house it will fall with a mighty crash. There you can see a house on a foundation. I don't think it looks very solid. There is a little cartoon on the back. Well, I guess we'll save 50 pound on lawn mowing. I think his lawn's gone. But is our house built on a cliff like that that's eroding away, or is our house built on a solid foundation, which is Jesus, our solid foundation? Now, you've all heard the gospel, I know, time and time again. But maybe there's someone in here that might never have heard. And I want to tell it just briefly in a different way, as I imagine Paul might have said to it, said to someone who'd visited him just after he was blind. Remember, he was on the road to Damascus on his horse and a bright light hit him, so bright it knocked him off the horse And then he heard a voice saying Saul Saul why are you persecuting me and he answered Lord who are you now immediately that made me think you know Lord what does the word Lord mean we were doing this in children's church a couple of weeks ago and we came out in the end with okay it means someone with all authority and all power So Paul, lying on the ground, asks who the voice is and immediately acknowledges it by Lord, which I found interesting when I was doing it. Then he's blind, he's taken to a house and for three days he can't see, but I believe he spent that time with Jesus. I mean, there'd be people around him, but how traumatic would it be one minute you can see the next minute you can't and then someone comes and says god told me to come and tell you pray for you and you will see again that's pretty big now imagine this this is this is Paul's pretend conversation. A friend comes to visit him and says, Oh, Paul, Paul, you poor thing. I hear you're blind and you can't see. What a terrible thing has happened to you. And Paul says, No, 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 no. Look, I can see. I can see. And you guess what? Guess what? Jesus is alive. That man that died on the... He's alive. The man says, What are you talking about? Paul calms down a bit and he says... Well, look, you know God. You know God who I have served for years and years and years. I tried and I tried to always please him. I tried to do everything right. I tried to do that. You know, that God, the God who created everything, everything you can see, the trees, the houses, creation, that, God. Well, I found out he sent his son Jesus the Jesus we crucified to save us by this time the person visiting is looking a little bit mmm I think you went a bit crazy with your blindness and he says no no the prophets in the Bible they told us about him but I didn't understand I didn't get it it said he, the Messiah was coming it said he would save us but I didn't get it. I've been trying so hard to do the right thing by God and I've mucked it up totally. And now I've been persecuting the Christians. I've been trying to get them killed. I'm the greatest sinner there ever was. I I, I, I think I'm worse than anybody. I've done terrible things. The man says, well, if you've done terrible things, why are you looking so happy? He says, Oh, yeah, but, but, listen to this. Jesus, the Son of God, came to take my punishment. He died on the cross. He allowed them to. He's God. He allowed them to kill him as a man. He came to earth as a man. He lived as one of us, but he never sinned. He was able to take our punishment, he was able to pay the price it says in in the word that all have sinned all have fallen short of the glory of god there's none righteous not one and it says the wages of sin is death i deserve to die to be separated from god forever i deserve this but jesus he came to take that punishment for me he's taken it he took it upon himself He took my sin upon himself. I'm not a sinner anymore. I am, God has made me holy. I'm righteous. And that Jesus who died, he's alive. He came back to earth. He's alive. He talked with his disciples. There's so much more I've got to learn, but listen to this. God is alive. He saved us. It's fantastic. Now, that's my imagined conversation with Paul. And that, to me, is our solid foundation. Jesus is God. He died to take our sin. He rose again. He's alive. He's in heaven. He has done everything for us. That's our solid foundation. But now I have a question. You've got your good, solid foundation. You've asked Christ into your life. But what about the house? What about the building? Have you got a good, good scru- structure? I want Matt, where is he, to come and help me for a minute with something. Just, just a minute. Matt's just got to get our car. Thank you. We'll just put him on a little angle so we can both be seen in our car. Great. OK, Matt. We're gonna have a great day today. <laughs> Hop in the car, put your belt on. Now, I've got a lot of things to do. To, I've got a few things I want you to help me to do today. C- exactly. Just two. Just, you sure? Just two. Just two things I want you to help me do. Won't take long, and then we'll be able to do what you it's need small, to I mean, do. I've got a
1: few things, actually, that I can probably get done, too, so that's all right. Yeah, so I know. I don't worry about mine, but, you
0: know, we'll see how Yeah, I know you've got things to do, but we really, yeah, okay? Right, ready, off you go. Sorry, just before we go. If you want
1: to um, keep off the highway, if you want to cut across the highway, probably faster if you just stick to the left side. I'm thinking there's going to be a whole bunch of traffic. If you just stick to the left side, we'll have to walk across, we'll be there. Yeah,
0: but so the first house I want to go to is well, round that corner. One of my stops is on this side anyway,
1: so you can just stick to the left. Yeah, but, but 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 what about going round the corner? we get to that later. Like, if we... It's, it's peak hour now. But the
0: late... You, but hang on a minute, hang on. The lady lives round the corner. I just want you to run in and give her a basket of food. She's not been very well. Yeah, we'll work on that. How about we get that on the way back?
1: <laughs> and
0: then just to the left side. I promise you my things are really quick if you just... Oh, 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 oh okay, okay. Oh, all oh, right, all right. I'm, the, I'm on the I'm on the left. I'm going sixty.
1: Yeah, well, sixty-two, three. I mean, that's fine. Like, it doesn't—it doesn't really matter. The cops aren't around this time. Of day. just if you just go to sixty-two, then we'll Ma- be cool. Matt, laws are laws. Yeah, but put the foot down. No one's gonna be watching. Like, it's—it's it's cool. You can. No one's gonna pull you up for sixty-two-five okay. if you just if uh, if you just stick to.
0: I'm just, going sixty. Cool. All right. Well. Can I please turn here this is where my other stop is
1: yeah what, well, what's this stop for
0: I want you to run in and just see how the man is inside because he's he's not been doing well and Are if you, you just run in and
1: talk to him he sure he's inside there like he may not he may not be there plus actually you want you say you want to talk to him what if I just
0: I want you to run in and drop talk off to him I a
1: letter of what you want to say because I'm actually really good at writing letters if you just if we'll just get him on the way back or something you just tell me what to write on the letter. Um, and i'll drop that in in his mailbox or something that's really quick and easy but i would much
0: that. much rather if you no, would really good go at into the house no
1: i swear whatever you want to say on the letter i'll i'll even elaborate on it and then we can just post it or something like that could so we so do some
0: could we do some of your things and do mine on the way back if
1: that's if all right lastly but we'll get to that later if we just stick to the left i'm actually starving if you could go oh. drop in a drive through Macca's is on the left here. Just take a left. I
0: don't want to go to
1: Macca's. Well, I'm starving. Come on, please. Just turn left. It won't... It'll be quick. <coughs> Sweet. <laughs> cool, thanks. <coughs> hey, how you doing? Um, can I please grab... Uh, do you want anything? No, no. thank um, you. Do you... Can I please grab just... I'll go the large. Is the chicken... The chicken Big Mac. That's, that's pretty new. Matt? I'll go that. Thanks with the large McFlurry. Um, and then just add some nuggets to that. Mac. Cool, yes. Um, 20 bu- Do you have twenty bucks?
0: Where's your money?
1: I left, I left my wallet um, back at home. Sorry. Thank you. But, uh, thanks o- a whole lot. Okay, cool. Matt. If you want to just can okay, we you now? Can, probably, no, can
0: we now go back to my people? You can
1: probably cross the highway now. That'll be fine. Go for it. Just make sure. Don't worry about the orange lights. Push through. What? That's what they're orange for. The orange lights are there for caution. No, they're there so that there's time in between the stopping and the starting. If you just. If you're already moving, that's what the orange lights are Matt, for. Matt? Yes.
0: Do you reckon you'd like to drive?
1: Um, yep, I would like to drive, actually. That's all right.
0: We haven't quite finished.
1: Cool. We're running pretty late anyway, so, I mean.
0: Yeah. I can go for it.
1: Okay. Sweet.
0: Pull over, driver.
1: Nice hat, officer.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Um, what speed were you going? Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. Would have
1: had to have been eighty-five. Uh, my speedo's out.
0: Where Where are you heading? Where are you going?
1: Um, I actually, I'm actually not too sure at the moment.
0: Well, why um, are you driving?
1: Um, my, my, my friend was um, actually driving earlier and, well, asked me to drive and so I thought I'd kind of take over. I'm not too sure where we're going, actually.
0: Right, driver. Out of the car. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> i don't know did you understand what i was trying to get at there (laughs) (laughs) who's in the driver's seat in your life (laughs) is it jesus or is it you you have him as your solid foundation you believe in him you've asked him into your life you've asked him to be lord of life but you keep hopping in the front seat yourself How is your house? Is it structurally sound? Now, I don't know, can you see that? That's the three little piggies with the big bad wolf and the house built of straw. And the wolf comes along and says, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. His house wasn't solid. And this is really what I wanted to major on a little bit today how structurally sound is the house that you're allowing jesus to build now i read while i was preparing i read this story about a man who lived in america in the earthquake area and there was at one stage a enormous earthquake and all the houses were destroyed except this man's and they came to him and they said why did your house stand when no one else's did and he said, Well, I built it myself. Now, you could laugh at that, but he went on to say, I got all the rules, all the instructions that told me how to build an earthquake safe house. If it said do a nine inch nail, I did it. If it said do a 12 by six beam, I did it. Whatever it said, I did. And I think that's why my house is standing. I did what I was asked to do, and my house stands, and I thought, what an illustration of our house with God. Let's look again at Matthew seven, twenty-one. It says, I mean, not all people who sound religious are really godly, They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of heaven. The decisive issue is whether they obey my Father in heaven. Now, that word obedience, I know none of us are that keen on it usually, especially when we're very young. But I looked up what other people thought obedience to God meant. Did it mean just doing as you're told. God's this strict authoritarian, do as you're told. I don't believe that means that at all because God died for us. He died to bring us to him. He loves us. He only instructs us for our good, tells us what to do for our good. So I looked it up and it said, love, trust and action. And I want to look at the love bit for a a minute. Love, we've got our solid foundation. We know he died for us. We've got that solid bit. But sometimes we don't quite understand the love. We've all grown up with different backgrounds, different things happening in our life, different traumas. We've learned different things about ourselves. And sometimes we've learned wrong things about ourselves. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And quite often this is what we need to do, to be transformed in the renewing of our mind because we can't understand Jesus' love for us until we have our mind renewed and we know who we are. I believe that is so important to know who you are in Christ. Um, Ephesians 1 3 to 5, it says how we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we belong to Christ. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. And that's what I believe is so important. From that verse, I got, I am blessed with every spiritual ble- blessing in heaven. Jesus has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. You have it because he's given it to you. It says, I belong to Christ. All this is just basically out of those couple of verses you belong to christ god loves me i am loved in fact i want you to say these things with me i think they're so important to know who you are so say with me i am blessed and blessed with every spiritual blessing i belong to christ god loves me i am loved God chose me, I am chosen. In Christ I have been made holy, I am holy. I am adopted, I am a son and daughter of the living God. I am a saint. Now the only one that didn't say in there was, in that two verses, was I am a saint. But all the way through, Paul writes to the saints of the church, If you've given your life to Christ, you're a saint. You don't have to wait for the people here on earth to canonise you, to say how wonderful you are after you've died. You're a saint right now. And I sometimes smile. When people usually ask me how I am, I say, oh, I'm good, thank you. Now, a couple of times I've been picked up on that and they've said, oh, you're well, are you? And I just have a little smile to myself. I think, yeah, I am well, but... I am holy in Christ. I'm holy. I'm righteous. So that every time I'm picked up, it's wonderful because people think they're being smart. But I just think, no, in Christ, this is who I am. I am. And, yeah, okay, I'm focusing at the moment on I. But in all of this, this is in Christ. He has done it all. I can't make myself loved. I can't make myself chosen. I can't make myself holy. There's no way I can make myself a saint. But Jesus has done it for us. In love, he has made us perfect in his sight. He looks at you. He doesn't see the sin. The, 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 the sin. He doesn't see the wrinkles. He sees someone he adores you are his and it's only as we come to recognize this that we can love him more we know his love for us and it's a natural response to love him god even does that in us he causes us to love him and i know the prayer of my heart is i keep saying help me to love you more that's what i want and because he's faithful and that i know that's in his will he'll do it The next so that's love what have i got no yeah when we know who he is is love for us and who we are in christ then we begin to trust remember our three words were love trust and act you're not going to trust someone you don't know but now you know how much he loves you you know he wants the absolute best for you Therefore, if he asks you for something, asks you to do something, asks you to take a basket of food to someone, you're probably going to do it. And it becomes easy. You're not having to do anything. I think this was the greatest thing in my life to realise, I don't have to do anything. Jesus has done it all. I do have to be obedient and listen and learn but in the obedience of listening and learning I'm finding out all these wonderful things, who I am, what not. And the rules that are saying don't do that, it's like my mum's saying don't do that, you'll get hurt. Any laws are for our own good. So as we learn to ab- to to trust him and he starts out with little things he'll say well just 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 say hello to that person he knows where we're at matt whose seed walk seems to go at a million miles an hour he might say matt or i came up to him and i said matt will you do a play with me and i thought he'd look pleased he looked a bit (laughs) he looked a bit aghast and said what he said I've never done anything like that. And then he said to me, "Well, I guess it'll stretch me. <laughs> and you did a great job. Thank you." <laughs> I said to him this morning, "Just remember it's all about you, not about me. <laughs> Nothing I want in that car do you want." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But God does stretch us, but I was thinking, I thought, how has he stretched me? And I thought, well, God never asked me to go to New Guinea any of those times I went. I never heard him say to me, I want you to go on a mission trip. Instead, someone had mentioned it, night, all of a sudden, it's like, it just, oh, yeah, I was really, just, I want to do this. And a couple of times I had to say to God, do you really want me to do this? I mean, you know, I want to do it. I want to do, do this. Like Matt wanting to do his own thing, I want to do this. And I spoke to Jenny Furness once and I said, well, how does this work? God hasn't spoken to me at all. I want to do this. She said, yeah, but what does the Bible say? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. I said... Oh, okay, I can want to do this. (laughs) It's okay, I can want to do it. I just hadn't sort of put the two together. And God, he works in us to want to do what he wants us to do. And sometimes he does ask us to do things that are are scary. I know when I first went in to visit my neighbour, I felt that God had said, go in there, and I was scared stupid. I thought, well, I don't know her. I don't know anything about them. I don't, they seem to be very abrupt when I say hello. Anyway, I went in and it turns out this lady is totally bedridden now. She wasn't when I first met her, but God wanted me there. And I still visit her every week. Now, I don't know if she's going to give her life totally or not, I don't know. but we will ask to be do scary things you're going back to america soon is that scary no that'll be lovely yeah are you getting married over
1: there
0: (laughs) i shouldn't ask that here are should i i forgot what i'm doing just forget that (laughs) molly where are you is molly here i want to know if she's scared she's gone (laughs) Where is she? Molly, are you scared about going to America? Why why are you scared? What are you scared of? Being away from mum. That's gorgeous. I love that. But it is scary. Especially at Molly's age, leave home, go halfway across, go across the world, be with people you've never seen before. I could ask you another question, why are you doing it, but I won't, it mightn't be the answer I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think my servant's going off the track are you? <laughs> All right. Cut it like Daryl Summers would say. Cut. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love, trust, obey. Love, trust, action, sorry. Action. Action to me really is obedience to God because if he's asking you to do something, but it's not because the Bible again says without acts, works. Without works, our faith is dead. But what that means is that from the life Christ has given us, from his working in us, we find that we're acting whether we know it or not, for a long time I would say, I was thinking to myself, never hear God, I don't hear him. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm hearing him and just doing what he wants. And the more I thought about it, I realised that a lot of what I was doing was, in a way, acting and being obedient. You're acting in love when you make the cups of tea, whatever you do in the church. Teachers, the teachers teaching the kids who miss out in here. You're acting from your life, from what Christ, the Holy Spirit is doing in you, is coming forth in your acts. So again, you're not having to try and work at it. It's just a natural thing working through you. And so obedience to Christ, love, trust and act It's not a hard thing. It's not an onerous thing. Just need to let God build this house strong and firm. And when you muck it up, sorry, Lord. Thank you for making me the opposite of whatever it was. It was another thing Jenny taught me. She said, Look, if you've said something that you shouldn't have said to someone, say to God, Look, I'm really, really sorry. But thank you that you've given me the gift of peace, of righteousness. Thank you that you will help kind and loving words to come out of my mouth. Affirm what Christ is doing in you, not what you've already done. And you'll find as you do that you're far more likely to stop yourself from saying something terrible. You know, at times I get work, I get terribly irritated. I don't know what was happening this week, trying to prepare a sermon, and all I want to do is jump on my foot all the time. Because, well, I, had to, I managed, but I spent the whole week feeling cross and grotty. And I don't know why. Maybe it was to do with this. I don't know. But let Christ do it in you. But of course, He'll give you the choice. He won't, he'll say to you, Don't say that. And there have been times when I've said, But I want to. And then I've done it. And then I've been so sorry afterwards. We're all human. But remember, Christ is our solid foundation. He's what we our, our house is built on. Then let him build the house of your life. Obeying, love, trusting and acting. And I want to finish off with, I don't know, but if anyone here has not asked, Jesus, to be Lord of their life. Have that solid foundation under their feet. Don't be too frightened to do it. Go to Andrew. Go to Selwyn. Come to me. It's not hard. It's not hard. We have little children of five years old say, I want to tell Jesus I love him. And at Kids Inc, kids have come and said, I want Jesus to be in charge of my life. And really that's all you have to do is because he wants to be in charge of your life. And boy, does he take you on the most fantastic ride. (laughs) It is, it's amazing. So if you want prayer, uh, when the musicians come up to play, just come to the front and people will pray with you. But remember, God is for you. He's not against you. He will never do anything to harm you. You might say, why is this happening, God? Because things are terrible, things are going to happen. But believe me, if you trust him and go through it, you'll be grow heaps. It is so good. Let's just pray for a minute. Father, we do, we want to love you. We want to trust you and we want to obey you. Lord, we just ask for your help in this. That you would grow us in loving trusting and acting knowing that you'll never do anything to hurt us father we just commit ourselves to you afresh this day in the name of jesus amen